Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Doze Knows. This episode's being brought to you in part by Kona Boys, Hurley, Kona Coffee and Tea, GoPro, Oakley, Maverick Sport Fishing, Deuce Gym, and Original Nutritionals. Hope you guys have had a great week. I know I have. My Raiders are kicking ass. They are officially 9-2. and two. I'm so proud of those boys. Keep it up, boys. Um, but I'm also proud of all you guys for tuning in every single week and listening to this. Um, you, what I could really use from you guys is to actually go into iTunes and give me a rating. Uh, rate this podcast, whether you like it, whether you don't like it, just give me a rating. One star, five star, it all counts. And we want to get this out to more people, let more people hear what you enjoy and, uh, and what I enjoy doing. So please go on to iTunes and give it a rating for me. Um, also, if you guys want to find me, you guys can go to my Facebook is Dozer Dave Barnett. My Instagram is Dozer Dave and my Twitter is Dozer Dave Knows. And yeah, or the website dozenose.com where you can check out all the latest podcasts, um, see more in depth on the guests. Uh, whether it's links to the websites or whatever it is, photos, uh, songs, you name it, it's on there. And um, this week we have a special guest. Um, we're continuing the series of Down Under in Fiji and because I was able to knock out a whole bunch of podcasts back then. And, and so this week we have Kelly James. He is famous for my song, Doze knows. Everybody knows Doze knows. Yeah, that's the guy. He is uh, from the Bay Area, um, San Jose area, and he is a singer, songwriter. He's such a badass human being, musician. Um, he's toured with the Goo Goo Dolls and Weezer, and and he's just all over the place, and he's doing some really, really good stuff. He's also sponsored by Oakley as well, too. And I'm excited to have him on the show. He's He's got a lot to talk about, and he also does a really killer song at the end that I think you guys might enjoy. So let's give a big warm welcome to Kelly James. What's up, man? Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, brother. We are, are we not in the most beautiful place on the planet right now? I never thought I'd be doing an interview in Fiji on Tavarua looking at cloud break right now, but we're doing it. This is real. This and, is happening, Doze. And it's firing out there. It is firing. And he's not just, he's not saying that. He is, it is absolutely, um, first off, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to in my life. The wave is ridiculous. And it's your first time here, first right? First time. And uh, you're not lying. It's firing out there. We surfed earlier and it was just unbelievably perfect. I've had such a hard time trying to get you out of the water to come do this podcast. I've had a tough time trying to get myself out of the nap <laughs> that I just took to get here, but I'm glad I made it and I love this view. Well, I just happened to come up to your house to come wake, wake you up and say, hey, come on, let's do this. And Shane Dorian was underneath the house, pulling out one of his old boards out of storage and giving it to one of the local Fijian kids who was just like speechless. He, he didn't even know what to say. Yeah. But it's, it's amazing because a little kid like that, he's grown up seeing Shane Dorian over here his whole entire life. Same with Kelly Slater and a lot of these toppers. He just sees them as their family. Yeah. You know, it's just, oh, hey, that's Uncle Shane. And, oh, thanks for the board, you know? Yeah. Where other people on the mainland are fighting to win a trip to come over here right now to be with Shane and Kelly. It's very, and you. It's very true. I mean, again, this place deserves it. Um, the locals here are so welcoming. The hospitality is ridiculous. And to see Shane be good to so many people, from the people on the trip, mm -hmm. um, you know, to the locals, um, it, it really shows what this place is all about. 
And uh, if anybody out there hasn't been to Tavarua, definitely put it on the bucket list. Um, You can hit up Doe's Nose. I'm sure he'll probably get a little contest going for a guest spot. I'm sure at some point I will. Absolutely. We should do that. And then, uh, yeah, you can come surf with Kelly and uh, and Shane and myself, the other Kelly, who you don't want to surf with because I'll be going over the falls and probably put a fin in your neck. Well, that's probably why they want to surf with you because if you're going over the falls, they're just right on the shore. Yeah, they get on the waves. They get on the waves. (laughs) I I played a little show last night uh, for anybody uh, who uh, likes a little bit of hip-hop music. I do this freestyle rap. And uh, I was talking about, uh, what's Brody's last name, little Brody? Sale. Brody Sale. Um, little 13-year-old from Kona. Kid is unbelievable. First day we were out there, I mean, the guy's just ripping, catching every single wave. I saw him drop into, you know, waves that I wouldn't even think about right into the barrel. Yeah, we're and, calling uh, him the new John John. I mean, the kid should be. I don't know what he is, but he's not a 13-year-old. I don't know what I was doing at 13, but I wasn't doing that. Right. And uh, I, one of the lines I had last, uh, or two nights ago when we played the show was, um, you know, I'm looking at Brody. I'm like, 20 years older he's surfing cloud break i'm surfing cloud shoulder <laughs> it was so true people were dying yeah and then, and then <laughs> sorry the, i'm the, trying to get over this cold that i had the last couple of days yeah, so does has zika to, does has zika oh watch out if you're God. listening to this podcast you might want to go get checked by the Z- cdc does has zika you know what i just saw on the news the other day speaking of zika's you know zika everybody knows it as it shrinks the human head right yeah it also now shrinks the testicles uh. Imagine that. You got a small head and small nuts. That's got to suck. That's got to suck. I'm that not gonna. Stinks. I'm not gonna name names. I was gonna throw out a bunch of people that I. That sounds like. But you can't. You can't. You can't joke about Zika. Serious stuff. And uh, thank God I'm done with having kids. Yeah, I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> that you know, that's a normal size. Know. My head's normal size. I don't know. There were some Fijian kids with raspy voices running around this island that I was pretty sure might <laughs> no, be. No, uh, they weren't mine. Might be Dave Barnett's uh, offspring. No, but, no, no. but yeah, I mean, again, for me, cloud break. Um, you know, I, I've obviously seen it in pictures. You know, you, you hear all the stories of what Tabarua is and was. And I guess you really don't know until you, you've been here and, and you experience it. Um, for me, it's, uh, it, it's a large part due to the vibe. Um, you can go a lot of places and get beautiful waves. I mean, mm-hmm. Central America, awesome. Obviously, Hawaii is, you know, top, top for me, let alone the multitude of other places that are out there. But in terms of, you know, the adventurous surf trips, you go to a variety of islands, Indonesia and, you know, Tahiti sure. and, and explore, but you're never going to get that sense of community that you do when you're here and you're here you're for a week. You're not going to get waves like no, this. No, I mean, either, the wave is just ridiculous. unbelievable and it's not crowded and people are nice though. You're here for a week. It's like adult summer camp. You know, I feel like I'm going to sign everybody's yearbook and uh, send them <laughs> postcards when I get back home. Right. Yeah. It's so much fun. I been coming here for so long. And I never want to quit coming. It's my dream vacation that I come here every year and yeah. just have a blast. And, you know, you and I met, we, what, about a year ago? Yep. We met through G-Love. Yep. And we were doing a little island tour, and you happened to pop in. I think you were doing a show, actually, at McKenna with uh, Discovery. Yep, on Maui, yeah. And Kelly Slater was there and just said, hey, Kelly James come up here, play with us. We were playing at Charlie's in Paia. Yeah, so fun. And you just rocked it and killed killed it out there, <laughs> It dude. was good. I mean, the, 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 most, the best and most frustrating part about uh, Kelly Slater is the fact that um, he's good at everything. Uh-huh. And, like, the guy can legitimately play guitar, and he can legitimately sing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously G-Lo's a, a legend in his own right in a variety of ways. So to be able to share the stage with both of those dudes is always a privilege and always an honor. And the tour you set up for G-Love all around Hawaii is spectacular. I mean, it's so vibey. It's right over New Year's on both sides, and yeah. everybody loves it. It's, uh, it's a good time. But Well, there's a lot of people in town at that time. You True. Know, people that live there... Um, also, you know, it's a great place to get away and uh, come be in Hawaii. But I fell in love with you right then and there that first night at Charlie's. I was like, oh, my God, Kelly, you have to come with us tomorrow night <laughs> to play at Fleetwoods. Fleetwoods, Mick, yeah. Mick Fleetwoods place. Yep. And you got to meet Mick while you were there. Yep, yep. And it was actually the first concert that was ever played there. Really? Yeah. Usually it's Mick will get up after dinner kind of jam with a couple of people like Steven Tyler and yeah. whatever. That's what I heard. I, I didn't know. never do a show. Ah. So that was the first show ever. They fell in love with it. They want us back every year now. Sweet. And so this year we're doing New Year's 
And we've got, let's see, Sammy Hagar, Steven Tyler, yeah. Nick Fleetwood, and whoever else appears out of nowhere. They just, everybody just they happens do. to pop out of nowhere there. That, that's a real thing. Sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, you never know who's going to be on stage. Nashville likes to say that a lot. But in uh, specifically on Maui, all those guys are there, and uh -huh. they pop up on stage. You know Willie K, obviously. I mean, oh, yeah. he's, he's always bringing guys in. We did uh, last, last New Year's. It was Sammy, Steven, uh, Sarah McLaughlin hopped up. Uh -huh. um, I mean, the, the, the list goes on. And, you know, I was saying about that show at Charlie's, it always helps when uh, I can play a song and then halfway through on the Hawaiian Islands be like, I'd like to bring someone up. Uh, you may uh, have heard of him before. He won a few surf contests. His name's Robert Slater. Right. And uh, that, that always helps when... Uh, when and, then, the, and then you look in the crowd and you see Owen Wilson sitting out yeah. there, you know, and Woody Harrelson, and you're like, oh, this place is cool, man. Yeah, vibey for sure, vibey. Yeah, well, that's, like I said, that's where you and I got to be good friends, and from that point on, we've been in contact, we talk all the freaking time, um, we laugh and joke around, but you're also, you help me out with this podcast, and, and most people don't know this yet, but my theme song, Doe's Nose, that came from you. Yeah. I reached out to you, I was like, Kelly, you're so talented, Things just come right off the tip of your tongue. Can you please help me out and give me a, a theme song for this podcast? You were like, sure. And Absolutely. then boom, blew that out. Yeah, for the people that don't know like about songwriting, sometimes sometimes you're you're in a space where you think you can create and sometimes you do create and you think something's incredible and then you listen to it the next day and it's not. Or you just labor over something for seven hours, eight hours in the studio and it just never gets to where it should be. And then other times it just comes and those times are special and you remember a lot of them because um, you know, it was either for a project or a song that you love, a variety of different reasons. And for whatever reason we were in the studio that day, you had hit me up the night before and we went in and I swear to you, every decision we made was it within 30 minutes. I mean, the, you know, vocal line was written quick. I just popped that out. The, you know, instrumental part and the tones of everything were just on, 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 on. And we just knocked it out. And then I think everybody knows Doe's Nose. Yeah, dude, it's such a good song. Everywhere I go, people are like, Doe's Nose, or they're singing to the song to me. Doe's Nose, everybody knows. I can't sing, so. <laughs> but man, you did such a good job. Thank you very much. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And, um, and you saved me a lot of money, too. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Whatever I can do. And now I'm, I'm, now I'm at Tavarua. Now you're in Tavarua. Fair well, trades. you're going to be in Tavarua every year. So I need an Ender song now. And Done. <laughs> I'll score every podcast. I'll just sit behind who's ever being interviewed and I'll just play little arpeggios on guitar and vibe there, it out. There we go. I love it. I love it. Um, so, Kelly, where, let's, let's talk about you. Where are you from originally? I know you right now you live in Manhattan Beach, California. Yeah, I live in L.A., but I grew Worst up Worst place to surf on the worst. planet. We were just talking about it, and it's so true. And shout out to all the Southern California dudes out there that slug South it out. Bay. Ugh. I mean, there's obviously trestles is trestles. Blacks can be amazing. And, you know, I guess Rincon's Rincon and Malibu's Malibu. Um, but for the most part, Southern California, you can't really compare it, obviously, to the Hawaiian Islands and definitely nothing like this out here in, uh, in Fiji. Um, but, yeah, I grew up in San Francisco. I didn't really surf growing up. I mean, I always admired it. I always wanted to do it. Uh -huh. You know, you, I'd mess Just around. Cold. Yeah, and I'd mess around with it on, like, a, a family vacation or something like that, um, but never took it seriously. And then, you know, for me, um, music was like, it when I was a kid, but all my friends, we all played sports. So nobody played music. Nobody I knew played music. And I'm sure there's a lot of artists out there that can relate. Sometimes it's like a beautiful thing when you're sort of in a silo um, with your creativity because you're sitting in a spot where all you're doing is like throwing energy and it's your own world. Like uh -huh. it's just in this bubble and it's your own world, but you really have nobody to share it with and you have nobody to collaborate with. And that was kind of like my existence as a musician for a long time. Mm -hmm. I had a band, but again, all my best friends, we played football, basketball, baseball. That's what we did in high school and, you know, had cocktails and, and, you know, hung out with girls and that was, that was it. So when I went to college, um, I majored in business and I didn't pick up a guitar for a year. Mm. And uh, then I started playing randomly at fraternity parties. I started playing at like these sorority shows. Um, that you know we'd sort of book on our own, That'd but it was it was a good it was a good vibe, and it ended up getting better. So I I, I started throwing these parties in L.A. and um, you know they went from 300 500 people to 1,500 people because Facebook had just hit uh, uh -huh. you know USC where I went to school, and so I took uh, like those parties I was opening up for bigger acts, and then I played fraternity parties, and then I started really booking these private shows at sororities. So I go play San Diego State, Santa Barbara, you know Cal, uh, you know you name it, Arizona, Arizona State, and did that throughout college 
and when I graduated, um, I had interned at a couple of record labels in LA, Epic Records, a, a, you know, a variety of other different companies, and I decided that I was going to create my own tour mm-hmm. and um, stay in LA, and I created the Fraternity and Sorority Tour. So I'd play private shows during the week at sorority houses for like 80 to 150 girls, uh, solo acoustic, bringing our own little sound system, and then on the weekends play big fraternity parties, and that's kind of how I built it. And uh, Oakley was my first sponsor, and... You know, because of them, I was able to like legitimize the brand of the tour, and and you know, it kind of took off from there. And you just came from the Big Island, where I live, yep. from an Oakley convention or yeah, Oakley event. They Oakley uh, big event. big golf tournament called the Hack Fest. Uh-huh. It's it's crazy. Three hundred and three hundred and fifty four spots on two uh, on two golf courses, wow. um, six sums. It's a scramble. It's wild. That's it's a, a party. It's you you Hawaiians out there can drink. Hats off to you. Um, green bottles everywhere. Yeah, green bottles all day. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we pretty much, we played that show and then we came right here and I actually fly directly back from here to Las Vegas to play a show for Coca-Cola, but Coca- uh, Oakley is the uh, co-sponsor of the event. It's for that PGA tournament event okay. out there at uh, TPC Summerlin. So yeah, Oakley, you know, since day one has been a huge well, supporter. When I used to build and design golf courses, yeah. where TPC Summerlin is, right across the street is TPC Canyons. Okay. I built that. No way. Yeah. So awesome. we built that one for the senior tour. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was that's pretty amazing. Cool. Pretty cool. But yeah, Oakley from day one, big, big, big sponsor, big friend, big, uh, you know, reason why I get to do what I do today on the independent side. Mm-hmm. As you know, many people know, music industry is a tough, tough, tough place to exist. Yeah. Um, and you know, they still support, and you know, I hope that you know they feel like I support them equally as well because I love the brand, I love what they've done for me, and you know couldn't be you know happier to be involved with all the stuff that they're doing mm-hmm. and you get to travel everywhere because now it seems like you're going to do events for some of the top money makers on the planet it's been good it's I, been uh, really good yeah again it's just a different business model for me uh you know i've done everything I, I i've toured you know everywhere you could possibly tour i've done the college thing i've done the you know major venue thing mm-hmm. um you know i played in coffee shops and i've played at red rocks I've, I've done i've done i feel like i've done it all to an extent on the touring side um played over 1500 shows and you know just for me now i couldn't build up that really solid touring base nationwide to really justify going out and, you know, taking the financial risk, which every band does when they go out on the road, even the biggest acts, um, you know, to take the financial risk and, and, and go into all the markets where you can fail and, and, and really decrease your margins and or lose money to a certain extent. There's so many acts that could do it, did it and do it really well. Um, right. I just wasn't in that category. Um, so for me, it was always just, you know, I, I would play parties. I like parties and I would go play for Oakley. I would go play for Red Bull and still do, you know, variety of shows and you know now you know i played for everybody from farmers insurance to casamigos and discovery land and those guys and um you know there's just been so many people on the way that you know i've seen the show and want to support and want to have you know what we do at their live event so it's been it's been an interesting path because those people like you said that you know are kind of influencers they have networks and Mm -hmm. if we do well we usually you know get asked back and get asked back to a variety of things so it's been different and um it's been fun main thing I would say, you know, for any artist out there who's trying to tour is that it's just about having something unique. You know, my thing that's unique, which is more like the freestyle rap and sort of like the jam band kind of vibe is very unique for like that party atmosphere. But if you're a DJ or if you're a rapper or if you're a singer songwriter or you're in a reggae band, whatever that is, you just have to figure out what your little niche is. And it can be so small and so specific, but as long as you're the best at that, um, you can have a career. Well, I would say that you're definitely the best at what you do. <laughs> um, you, one, of, one of your styles is that you get to not just get up there in front of everyone, but you interact with the crowd. You bring them into the show that they're part of the show. Yeah. And like you were saying with Brody and stuff, um, you pulled it out the other night. You're like, this is Brody's hail. It could be Tom Brady. Yep, okay. totally. There, this is Shane Dorian. Mm-hmm. It could be you know, Jack Del Rio. Yeah. You know, whoever it is, you bring them in. All of a sudden, you make them part of your show, and it's awesome, dude. Yeah. You just have everybody just clapping and laughing and singing, and yeah. 
That's, that's, that's how I met Slater was uh, at uh, Sheckler's event, Ryan Sheckler's Foundation, um, their golf event every year. Mm-hmm. And it was just, again, random. I'm looking around the room. I know Pastrana, so I can't really go after him anymore because I've already you know, wasted that. Right. David Wells, the Yankees pitcher, wasted that. So many events, you know, knocking him out. Um, and a variety of other guys. And, uh, you know, I see Slater back there and it's like, oh, you know, greatest of all time. That, that's an easy it. target. And, <laughs> you know, did the freestyle thing, made up the rap. And, you know, we... We've you know been able to play some music together and uh, you know hung out at a few different t- uh, occasions and to me it's like those moments are the moments you know if I can right. really bring in a crowd either through somebody like again a Tom Brady or a Kelly Slater and or you know just really reaching out and, and giving that crowd what they need that's that's the goal that's that's it's, what I try to do. It's got to be pretty cool because like you said you grew up as an athlete playing basketball, uh, baseball, football, everything there was out there, and now you're getting to interact. You're getting to do shows and interact with all your favorite sports stars. If you look at your Instagram, dude, you're at you're you're not sitting front row. You're on the sidelines <laughs> with your favorite football teams. You were just in San Francisco with the 49ers. Yeah. You're on the sidelines with the players, having a blast. You're at the World Series with the Cubbies. You know, whatever it is, you're right there, and that's because of all these friends that you've generated yeah. from what you've love to do Mm -hmm. i mean yes you know for me i think there's a lot of like common you know areas of sports and music and i Uh think practice um shout out to alan iverson practice um i think practice really sort of dictates where these things sit in life in that you have to practice at your sport like you really have to be diligent and to be great you have to really focus on the details and to practice details is a very 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 like painstaking thing to do. I don't care who it is out there. Nobody likes to really work at the details. Music is that. Music is kind of all in the details, ultimately. Everybody can sing in this world or make tones, um, but the people that really refine it at the top end and you get Adele or you get, you know, you name the, your other favorite singer, and Eddie Vedder, who has his own style in his own way, um, that practice is, is what it's all about. So I think that musicians and athletes specifically share a lot of the same... Um, you know, work ethic traits and, you know, their sort of mental mode, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think that there's, you know, the next level where, you know, athletes and musicians, like we're, we're out there and we're exposed and, you know, you can be judged and you are judged. Um, You know, athletes are judged on performance and there's a score at the end of the game. Musicians are judged on, did people like your show? Not, did you sell? Did you not? Um, You know, and you can see it, the you know, I hate to use the cliche, but numbers don't lie. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, growing up and watching all these guys, you know, work in their respective fields, um, I never thought that they would respect what I did. But, you know, to, to see the mutual admiration, right. um, which I've seen over and over, um, is pretty special. And I think that, you know, it's a lesson for me when I watch them. Um, you know, even what Shane was saying in the water the other day, um, you know, there's so many like applicable little pieces that you can take into music. You know, he was just talking about, you know, learning a wave and, you know, how you have to see it in different ways. And, you know, you experience it at different times and different feels. And I mean, that's music like that's, you know, you have to put in the reps, you know, which Shane's done at Cloudbreak. Right. You have to put the reps with songs. If you want to be a good blues guitarist and just have that as part of your repertoire, mm-hmm. you, you, repertoire, you have to go and practice and you have to see every single different you know element of what blues music is and if you don't then you're not going to be a great blues guitarist right right now who were your influences that you know just kind of helped you get to be who you are who are the people that you look up to i mean you know initially i think you start out and you find something that um makes you interested i i grew up you know, really like the music I chose, I would say. My parents were into Motown. My dad was into like Sinatra, like Rat Pack stuff. Um, but they were pretty, both pretty open to music. And I think that the music that I chose when I was growing up, that was my first like legitimate, I like this. I don't know why I like this, mm-hmm. but this guy doing what he's doing is what I like. As silly as it sounds, it was Guns N' Roses. And I saw Axel on a music video. I probably wasn't allowed to see it. Don't know how old I was, but I just, there was something about him. And I'll never forget, he was like, you know, 
he was crowd surfing and he jumped into the crowd and it was just the craziest thing. There's that epic shot of Cobain playing his guitar, the little like um, video and he's on his back and he's in the audience. And that was music for me. It was Guns N' Roses started it off. And then, you know, everything that grunge music was so right. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, you know, you name it. That was that was it. And that was a, a crazy little time for music. It was a departure from everything that had been going on. I didn't know that at the time. I just knew that I liked it. Mm-hmm. And then growing up in California, I mean, hip hop music is on your lap. I mean, I grew right. up in San Francisco Bay Area. L.A. would bleed up. And then you had Oakland, which had its own hip hop scene all to itself. So I didn't know. Again, you're just I'm like sitting there going, this music's cool. I like it for some reason. I like the way N.W.A. sounds. I didn't know why. But that's where it started. Um, again, my music today is nothing like that. Um, but, you know, that's that's what really kind of checked the box. And then you start playing guitar or whatever instrument it is, and you get somebody in your head like a Dave Matthews, and you realize like, oh, my God, this guy's playing guitar. He's singing. He's, you know, fronting this band. He's touring. He is the brand. He is everything creatively behind this whole project. And to me, that was like the big light bulb. And I think like progression wise, you probably move from Dave Matthews straight into Ben Harper. And then Ben Harper is going to lead you right down the Jack Johnson path. Right. John Mayer in there, Mraz in there. Just the singer songwriter guys that, again, you know, they're picking up a guitar. They're writing a song. They're singing the song and they're it. And it's a vision. There's, you know, there, there's manipulation everywhere. But like those guys vision, you know, for the most part it's unaffected they're pushing forward what they want to do and to me that was inspiring you know those guys absolutely had you ever played with g left before um or was I, that just yes, kind of a I, special little I thing i played with g love because you guys have a lot of similarities oh he was a huge influence absolutely i mean uh, coming up that's all you know again i got he's like thing. a funky blues yeah you're funky blues but you throw more mm-hmm. rap into it yeah yeah. yeah, and he's got this. He's got a, a crazy like background of hip hop knowledge, and you know his repertoire strong in that regard. Um, I think we had. I know we had done events before because um, we, we we were texting, and I, I'm sure we had sat in at some point with each other and done. So, oh, I know where it was. Crazy enough, you just brought it up. Um, the first time we met was. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna sound so random. Um, was in the Bahamas at this place called Baker's Bay. Gotcha. Um, and a buddy of ours, Will McDonough, was getting married and. And um, that was, again, a crazy show. Tom Brady's there. Giselle's there. This, you know, weird little bubble on an island. And there's me and yeah. G-Love. Um, and, and pigs that swim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> there are pigs that swim there. Um, and it was funny because they had sent... I would played a couple shows down there before. But the, the equipment's pretty archaic. Like, it's hard to get stuff down there. Everything's taxed at 100%. Mm. So if you bring down a speaker that costs 100 bucks, you pay $100 in taxes. So you can Even imagine... Even if you're taking it right back out? Oh, it doesn't matter. If you bring it in... Their tech. Now, again, you could bring it, you could take it out, but you're going to have to really prove in terms of documents that you're taking that stuff out. And are you really going to fly down with a the speaker? They're, they're not going to let it fly. Um, they, they ding you regardless. Wow. Um, so, so think about it. If you brought, let's just say, $10,000 worth of equipment down, you're paying a $10,000 tax um, you know, on that equipment. So we flew down and... Um, the first time I ever played and they had no equipment. So they got G loves writer and they hit me up like, Hey, what do we do? We need all the, get all this stuff. And I ended up flying to New York, getting all this stuff at guitar center. And they had a private jet going down to the Bahamas and I loaded all of it up on a private jet. And we flew down my wife and I <laughs> with all the equipment for G love. We, he came, he was like, this is amazing. All this equipment's new. Where do they get this? And I'm like, Oh yeah. Guitar center, yeah, right? yeah, guitar center <laughs> in uh, Hoboken has, uh, has all the equipment you need down here in uh, great Guana K uh, <laughs> key. But, um, so, you know, that was the first time we freestyled. I was, you know, again, a huge fan of his growing up. You guys didn't get taxed on that, or did you? No. So they, I, I probably shouldn't even be saying this on this podcast, but, you know, th- there's ways uh, that involve envelopes and uh, currency to uh, get around uh, customs officials right. in every little, variety. Little parachutes. Yeah, yeah I'm, sure, I'm sure you didn't pay for your board bag fully coming here, you know, tip the boys at the... Uh, the porters oh, yeah. well, at the th- airport. Thank God we have a thing called a surf pack. Okay. <laughs> I think you bought it too. It was only 200 bucks. Covers yeah. all your luggage boards. Yeah. So luckily I didn't have to tip anybody. Thank yeah. God. Well, I didn't buy the surf pack, so I'm tipping guys. <laughs> We've been hooked up. I need to buy that surf pack. 
but yeah, so that was, you know, for me, um, you know, that, that, that would be the, the influence. And, you know, today I'm still influenced by so many people. I mm-hmm. mean, the, you know, you just, as a musician, you're always soaking stuff up in we, uh, or s- stuff up. We had the performance last night, the Fijians, right. and there was this woman and she was on percussion. And I mean, my mind's blown. Like, I know how hard it is to keep time. And then if you can learn how to keep time is one thing. And then the second step is like, do you have it in you in terms of soul? Like, can you have feel and vibe with how you play drums and how you play guitar, how you keep time? And then there's that like third level was like, were you born with it? Like, did your mom sing? Did your grandfather sing? Um, were you born with it? And this woman, I mean, she had the best time and feel and vibe I've, I've seen in a, long, in a long while. I mean, she was she in it. She was on a little island in the middle of the South Pacific. And she was singing. I mean, the, 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 the polyrhythms she was doing were unbelievable. It was, you know, and she's singing harmonies, like high harmonies over all of the songs, like at a very, 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 very fast tempo. And, um, you know, you're constantly always inspired and influenced. And, you know, I'm probably going to go try to go back to L.A. and do a, uh, you know, a discount version of whatever that is, you know, <laughs> diet Fijian music um, and incorporate it in some way. Who are the people that you would love to play with that you haven't ever got a chance to play with? I mean, there's so many people I haven't played with. I mean, you know, again. Eddie Vedder? Have you played with Never him? played with Vedder. I mean, those guys, you know, you're talking like. Is that somebody that you'd want to yeah, play with? Yeah, I mean, you, you got to look. Vedder's Mount Rushmore of, you know, our generation. I mean, sure. you're not. You're not going to find anybody. You're really not going to find anybody that that has the vibe. I mean, I'd put Anthony Kiedis on that Mount Rushmore. Um, uh-huh. A lot of people, Dave you know, Grohl. Grohl. <laughs> I mean, that you that might you amazing. you might have just named you know the three, and we can come up with a fourth of the of the generation. Um, but if you know, not to go nerd style on these guys, but you look at Vetter, like you just look at the creative output, you look at the tone, you look at the performances, everything that he's done spot on i mean it's just spot on i don't know if anybody you know listens to that serious satellite radio station pearl jam um radio yeah, but he asked, asked me once to be the dj oh, for that. i mean uh, uh, the, what, the, when you listen to that if you listen for an hour on a drive yeah. and you start to look at the years of all those performances there's not one you know and again of course they're picking the choice choice performances but every single time the voice is there the vibe is there he rarely misses a note he it all has misses. the energy and it has a tone that you couldn't you can't learn to sing like that that's God-given. It's God-given. Now, again, he works his ass off, but it's God-given. You look at a, uh, an Anthony Kiedis, and again, people can talk about Red Hot Chili Peppers in whatever way you want, but you, again, you, took it, you look at the creative out- output. Even their last album, incredible. All the stuff they've been through with John Frusciante. Mm-hmm. What the Red Hot Chili Peppers have done from the late 80s, longer than Pearl Jam's been together, all the way through to today, and they can still sell out literally, you know, uh, overseas stadiums mm-hmm. in the United States or full-blown arenas for multiple nights. You, and you know you've probably seen them perform everybody's seen the energy that those guys have on stage absolutely I, I, they're 50 50 something years old like yeah. to do that for that long that's that's unbelievable and then you look at Grohl drummer for Nirvana like literally a turning point in music like maybe before that you could maybe throw in Motley Crue because they kind of like twisted you know where things were going at that time or a Van Halen Eddie Van Halen's guitar playing maybe before that was Hendrix obviously Zeppelin's in there a variety of other people of course Michael Jackson and you know you, you can name it but Nirvana was a pivotal moment in music and kind Absolutely. of you, you could say at the, in those early 90s years, NWA and Nirvana, they flip culture and they change culture, change the way people dressed mm-hmm. like they changed the way people talked, dressed, how they acted, what cars they drove just by their music. He was the backbone of that band. I mean, it smells like teen spirit. You could argue some of the best drumming on it ever. <laughs> you could argue the song's not the song without the drums. Right. I mean, you take those drums away, the style of the drums, the heaviness, his drum patterns, it hadn't really been heard at that, at that point. And again, he had influences, and you could go back all the way. You know, and they hadn't been playing long. They just no. all learned how to play all those instruments. I mean, again, and they were very, very new. It was very raw. Cobain, genius, of course. But you look at Grohl, and then you look at a guy, and how many other dudes could have come out of a band like Nirvana? taken time off and then switch wrote instruments. switch instruments not only switch instruments wrote played every instrument on the first album he played every instrument 
and de- quote unquote they were demos like he's playing drums he's playing bass he's playing guitar he's singing he's singing the harmonies I did not know that. he played them all if um, there's a documentary like, I don't know what it is he might have talked about it in their Sonic Highways HBO thing but you, you roll through it the dude played it all he might have brought in a guy or two maybe a bass player but he played it all he produced it all first album and then the Foo Fighters are what the Foo Fighters are and he's done what he's done he is the guy holding the flag for rock music uh, like absolutely. there's nobody else that's holding the flag like he's holding it Jack White's Jack White don't get me wrong but like in terms of like consistent I'm gonna stay in the mainstream I'm gonna make this stuff great Sonic Highway and then he comes out with another band Chevy Metal I mean and he's done a variety of things he played that's just their having fun band yeah he played drums on Queens of the Stone Age first record like I mean there's just (laughs) so many different things he's done that guy is Mount Rushmore so I'm gonna throw out if anybody wants to email Doze and let him know what your Mount Rushmore is I'm throwing Vetter Anthony Kiedis and Dave, Dave Grohl. Grohl on it, and you can pick the fourth. I don't know who it is. I'm going to throw out, just because I'm going to do it right now, I'm throwing out Billy Joe Armstrong on the 90s Mount Ooh, Rushmore. Nice. Didn't see that Little one coming, Doze. Never you even didn't saw see that, that one, one coming. coming. Now, uh, one of my friends actually lives next door to him. So if you haven't met him yet. To I, Billy. Yes, so I could probably introduce you to him. I'll take, I'll take any introduction, Doze. Yeah, lives down in Southern California. You know, Adriana Lima, I'll take that one. Ooh. My wife would love me for that. No, you know? I'm not even going to go there. You have a beautiful <laughs> wife and a beautiful baby and don't want to fuck that one up. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it. I probably need to be introduced to like... The Wiggles or something. What, what are the kids' bands? Doc McStuffins? Any dads out there can help us out on this one? Yeah, I really don't even know anymore. These nice. kid bands or the boy bands yeah. or girl bands. or You look like you could be in a boy band, though. You know? Maybe you we look should, like you could have came from being in a boy band. We should start, we should start one, does on Tavarua. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, we got get some burly-looking fuckers over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> we get that girl, the Fijian girl on the drums. I mean, if, if any of you want to come to this island, hit up Doe's. He's going to do a contest. We're going to make them. But when you see this Fijian band perform, they're literally, you know, just the, the local islanders here. And this woman's unbelievable. Again, you, you haven't heard it, so, I, you know, my, my opinion means nothing. But she's unbelievable. There I'll was, take her any day. There was one time when I stayed here for like a month and a half. And so every Thursday night we have Fiji night. So I got to know all those songs over and over and over, spending all the time with the Fijians. And it was like I knew the songs verbatim in their language. And so then it came up to the Kelly week and I was still here. And I surprised everybody and I jumped up on stage <laughs> dressed in Fijian garb <laughs> in the back kind of came out in the back. Nobody even really saw me. And then all of a sudden we started, and they're like, oh, my God, there's Dozer. And I knew all the words, and they hit, I was doing the dances. Oh, it was all time. Could I do it now? I could never do it again. <laughs> but it was so much fun at the time. One night only. Then you retired. Drop the mic. Exactly. Dunk. <laughs> now, okay, back to sports. Um, you are a huge sports fan, so am I. Big. Um, what's your favorite football teams, baseball teams? You know, like I said, I yeah. always see you at the 49ers games. Yeah, yeah. Um, next week we have Jordan Palmer here. Yeah. He I'm, playing, is, I'm playing his brother's uh, charity event, Carson Palmer's event yes, in February. Yes. And, you know, Jordan's the next quarterback yep. as well. And uh, um, I'm really, really, I'm a Raiders fan. I know I'm right across the bay from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm super excited about what my Raiders are doing right now. They're 6-2, and two, the best that they've been since 2005 when they went to the Super Bowl. So, With, uh, I mean, again, the, the Raiders this season are incredible. And I knew you were a Raiders fan because, you know, you, you have your 9mm pistol sitting right here next to your microphone for the podcast. You. Yeah, that's how I know you're a Raiders fan. Um, so I'm not going to say anything bad about the Raiders, but I will say this season the Raiders are absolutely unbelievable. Um, Derek Carr um, has shown the leadership, and I know this isn't a sports podcast, but um, if, you're, if you're a sports fan at all, I'm sure you can respect a team going from, you know, from the bottom. It? Yeah, they from a bottom. And, and a very, on the bottom. And a very interesting situation in terms of, you know, upper management, in terms of coaching, ownership. in terms of ownership. I mean, it's just all of the above. It's just, you, you know, I'm going to call it interesting. We'll leave it at that. I don't want to get shot here in this podcast. Um, but for me to watch what Derek Carr's done, 
special. Um, you yeah. know, they have, um, I mean, Crabtree out there has kind of turned on this yeah. year. There's just well, a lot, it's there's just a lot of good talent. W- watching like Jack Del Rio come in, yep. step up. You know, this is a guy that was a former mm-hmm. football player, yep. and he, he knows how to play this game. Yep. He knows how to coach this game. Mm-hmm. He's came in, and he's just turned this whole team around, yep. brought in awesome guys like Derek Carr, and uh, it's, it's exciting to see what my team is doing. Yeah. And we have a really big game this coming Sunday. Um, podcast will already, it won't be out then. But we're about to play the Denver Broncos. Big game. Big rivalry. Really big game. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and they've got a pretty new team over there as well, too. You know, new quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think we're both tied right now for 6-2 and two first yep. for the AFC West. Yeah. I mean, again, Broncos, same situation. Both have great defenses. I mean, that's how you win football games. But um, it, it, it's really cool to see the Raiders turn around. For me, I'm a huge college sports fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure everybody's got their college team. For me, I'm a USC guy. Um, boo. But, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's the team. Trojans. Yeah, Trojans. Um, and then, you know. Is that what's in your wallet? Um, always. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. Well, it should be because I don't want anymore. Right. <laughs> should be. Tis enough. Tis Sorry, enough. baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, I just like college sports, man. I mean, you know, I had the conversation actually with, uh, with Shane last night. Um, and you know, I mean, again, Shane Dorian's a legend. Everybody knows his name, knows his brand. The guy's done incredible things, but no knock on the pro athletes of today in certain sports, but Shane had to kind of earn every single penny. I mean, mm-hmm. those deals are only one to two year deals. If you're lucky, maybe a three year deal. Again, if it's a, you know, once in a lifetime guy, I'm sure, you know, Kelly had uh, open ended deal with Quicksilver when he had it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but for everybody else, it's a one to two year deal. Um, these pro athletes then in variety of sports, specifically baseball and basketball, it's guaranteed money. So it's, it, it's a different vibe. Right. Um, and that's why I like college sports though, because five years, $350 million. I mean, you know, you, you get long contracts, you know, I mean, there's guys that, you know, have 10 year deals. Um, you know, I mean, most, I think standards about seven to eight years, depending on who you are, but it's big money and it's guaranteed. You get hurt, you know, something happens and. It's guaranteed. Your performance drops. It's guaranteed. Not not that way with with many other sports. Football included to an extent. Even though they're getting a lot more guaranteed money now, which they should. If anybody should get guaranteed money, is pro football. But for me, college is pure, man. I mean, if you look at college football, mm. every single game matters. I mean, if you're a top twenty-five team at the beginning of the season and you lose a game you're really like canceling out your odds for a lot of things, specifically the national championship playoffs. And if you're losing two, three, four games, I mean, you're not going to win your conference and you're, you know, you're getting knocked, knocked back. Um, and it affects a lot of stuff on, on the college side mm-hmm. in terms of donations and a variety of different metrics. But for me, college football and college basketball is so pure. I mean, you watch March Madness and like, I mean, they're, you know, I hate to say it cause I'm old now, but they're kids, like 18, 19-year-old no. kids. Like you got a 19-year-old quarterback out there, and he's playing against Alabama. Whew. I mean, that's real. That's as real as it gets for no money to take a shot to your face, you know, 16 times in a row in the first half. I mean, they love it. Love it. And it's love pure, it. and they play hard, and it means something. And the energy, you know, like I said, when we, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, I started out doing college tours. Like we, we would route the tour around great college football games. Mm-hmm. So I'd go to LSU, we'd go to Michigan State, we'd go to Auburn, we'd go to, you name it, we went. And that energy is unmatched. So to me, it's college sports. I'll watch that any day. I love playoff baseball. I love that a lot. We were, you know, just here watching on, on TV here in Fiji. And, uh, you know, it's... It's something that's, that's pretty special in terms of the precision, and you, you know the grind that they, those guys have been through. Playoff basketball is a whole different game than regular season basketball. I mean, it's physical. Refs don't call much. Those guys bang. They got nothing to lose, and it's, it's full-blown. Um, you know, the NFL playoffs, NFL is pretty ruthless in general. I, I think just the stakes are notched up a little bit more. Um, I don't think you're going to get a lot out of NFL football um, in terms of the actual physical on-field, um, you know, quote-unquote, happenings if you will um but for the fans it's it's a lot better right so i'm gonna go college sports i'm gonna go you know i would say next favorite would probably be playoff basketball i mean those guys play hard refs don't call much playoff baseball and then playoff football would be my top yeah do you think in college football they should have something that comes down to like a super bowl 100 percent. and there's they're, they're starting now it's a 14 playoff so now they right. actually have a 14 playoff which again is a couple years old um which i think is great um but yeah i i do think that you know some other teams should have 
it, it shouldn't be left up to a, a rating system that is proven to be flawed. And it shouldn't, it obviously should not be left up to sports writers, which it was for so long. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, there absolutely should be a system. I'm not going to knock the BCS. I, I do like numbers and I do like the there's objective. a lot of teams that are higher ranked than others, but the lower, some of these lower teams are just super badass as well. 100%. Too. And again, I mean the, the argument every year now, which it'll always be, I guess, in terms of who can get in and, um, you know, I guess baseball sort of changed it around with like the playoff for the wild card spot, mm-hmm. that sudden death game, which I think is unbelievable for the viewer and for the players. Um, but, you know, I think that there will be the argument, and it's going to happen this year. They're already talking about who's going to be on the bubble, who's going to be the fifth team, mm-hmm. who's going to get shunned because of their schedule, who's going to get shunned for a variety of reasons. Um, and again, I don't know if, if length of the season you can open it up, but you, you got to figure out a way to, to give those teams, like you said, maybe it's an eight-team playoff. Is there, a different, is there a way to make it a 12-team playoff so we give some teams that, mm-hmm. okay, maybe they didn't schedule well enough six, seven years ago, which all these schedules are made pretty far in advance, yeah. you know, or they stumbled on the first game or the second game where it just, you know, they should have won, but they didn't, um, to give them a chance to get in. I don't know. It's, it, again, you can argue that for days. Yeah, we had, you know, our own uh, Hawaii team a few years back with Colt Brennan leading yeah. it. And we were unbeaten all the way through. Totally. And that was tough for us because we were lower seeded. Absolutely. Know? We couldn't get into that. No. And final. again, Colt, his college career was unbelievable. He's a great dude. Um, and what he did with that team, June Jones, obviously, yep. um, mastermind behind all that. I think he's at SMU now. Um, Yes. SMU. Yes. But what they did in that run and, and even Colt's Heisman bid, and I'm not saying Colt should have won the Heisman. It's awesome that he was in, in the running. Don't get me wrong. But you look at it and like there's a West Coast and East Coast bias in terms of like sports writers and the people that make those decisions, specifically then because there was a lot more weight on the AP. I mean, we're talking what, 06, yeah. 05, maybe even 04, like right. in that range, somewhere between 04 and 06. Um, you know, the, the system was not perfected. You had co-national champions in 0203 with SC and LSU and a variety of other issues all the way through. Clearly no playoff. Mm-hmm. And you look at Hawaii, when they're playing their games, when their games are starting, East Coast is going to bed they're or already, all, they're they're sleep. Absolutely. And West Coast struggles because of that. Yeah. I mean, if you have a West Coast night game, Nobody's watching it on the East Coast, so sports writers aren't watching it. No. And, and they're a huge, huge, huge weight in terms of Heisman Trophy. And at that time, specifically, um, you know, the, 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 the overall rankings. I thought that team was incredible. I thought Colt was incredible. You guys had an awesome defense. You had two receivers in there that were great. I forget their names. It was a, it was a long, you know, 10 years that ago. That was a while ago. Yeah, but, I mean, just a great team and what June Jones did with that squad. And, and there, was the, there, there was great years. Um, who was um, – you had uh, – Another great quarterback in there. Um, oh, my gosh. Who was before, before Colt, though? There was yeah. one quarterback before Colt that was great. And it was just another guy that, you know, again, yeah, just played really well. In, under, well in, in June Jones, you know, offense, which I believe was, you know, that kind of run-and-shoot-esque, you know, yes. spread out, yes. spread offense, whatever they called it then and what it's called now, I don't know. But, um, Pass and shoot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, w- whatever that was wasn't being done a lot. And he really put the, the, the pressure and, and the – you know, he put the ball in the quarterback's hands, and he made it. Um, he made those guys what they were. Absolutely, it is sad to see him leave. You know, um, but you know, everybody must go. Yeah, everybody's got to move on. Um, what are some of the events that you've been to in these? You know, sports. Have you have you been to the Super Bowl? Oh, I've been to everything, man. Have you World Series? All of it. All on the side All too. All of it. Right with the team players, right? A lot. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, just again. Can I, I come with you? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Now I'm going to be, you know, if the Raiders are in the Super Bowl, I'm I'm coming. Done. Okay. I, but I, you know, for me, I'm probably these days, you know, watching uh, Sesame Street with my kid while the Super Bowl is being played. So I'm I'm out of it. But well, well, Jordan Palmer already told me he's like, look, Jack Del Rio is one of my really good friends. He goes. Raiders make the playoffs, all of that kind of stuff. I'm going to have you dialed in with Jack. Done. You can do a podcast, go to the game, sit on the side like Kelly James. And uh, so I'm super, super excited. I can't wait for that to happen. And, yeah. Um, now, we got, we Carson, got, Carson and Jordan, they're USC boys, right? Uh, Carson, for sure. I don't know where Jordan went to college. I don't know. I'm not sure either. He might have gone to Oregon. I'm going to throw Oregon out there. I don't know if it's right. 
well, if, if, if only we had a, a cell phone with him next week. If only we had a cell phone that we could check that out on. But Here, I'm pretty I'll, sure. I'm, I'm pretty a, sure. I'm gonna text him right now. Yeah, hit him up. And this, oh, there he is, right there. Tell him to bring you some kava. Um, but what college did you go to? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, both those guys. I mean, you know, super talented quarterbacks. Obviously, Carson. Um, you gotta, you gotta really. Um, you got to really respect his path. Um, he started out in a brutal situation at USC and then, you know, became Heisman Trophy winner, uh, national champion. And then, you know, with this pro football career, I mean, he had that run with the Bengals where it was up and down. He had a couple huge, you know, injuries that were just brutal. Yeah. Goes to the Raiders and just gets decimated. And in my opinion, when he went to the Raiders and after I think it was two seasons, let's call it, you would know better than me, mm -hmm. I think that, I would have bet everything on the fact that it's done. Game over. Nobody's going to take a chance on him. He's already hurt. Um, you know, he's coming back, and he just didn't really do much with the Raiders. Obviously, you know, everybody in Southern California is rooting for him, but I just didn't think it could work out. And then to see what he's done with the Arizona Cardinals is amazing. spectacular. I, I loved how he made it to the Super Bowl with a broken finger. He, and he said, hey, if um, it looks like he takes back. And uh, let's see what he say. Universe, University of Texas, El Paso. UTEP. UTEP. That's there a sneaky one. That's a sneaky one. I wouldn't have got that. I'm throwing out Oregon. Couldn't be, couldn't be farther. <laughs> we were way off. But, um, yeah, how he made it to the Super Bowl with the broken fingers. He said those fingers were killing him. If they weren't broken, he would have just blew it up. Yeah. So he's an amazing, amazing player. Jordan's going to be here first thing in the morning. That's great. So he's literally at the airport right now about to get on the plane with all the other crew. Yeah. Give so him the rundown of who's him. coming. We got an exciting crew coming in right now. Oh, we've got like Sal Masakela, um, host of the Red Bull TV, former host of X Games. Um, also Jordan Palmer. Um, Logan Galbrich, former San Diego Padre who owns uh, Original Nutritionals now and Deuce Gym in Venice Beach. Wow. They sponsor this show. Nice. Um, God, it's just an endless list. We got yeah. Ben Howard coming in, the musician. G-Love. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just tons, tons. I can't tell them all because people will be like, fuck, I want to <laughs> be there. But yeah, we got, just know you want to be there anyway. Yeah, you got, you got a lineup out here. So when, uh, when Doze, does, uh, Doze does the Tavarua contest, y'all got to get in on that because i can be the uh the first one to tell you and not the last but this is a uh, unbelievable experience well Absolutely we do incredible. we do this thing every year with omaze right it's that charitable organization that we work with and and you see it's it's shane and kelly win a trip to fiji blah 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 all you got to do is um uh jordan just put u-c-o-y-m i have no idea what that stands for but whatever <laughs> but uh, Omaze, yeah, for, for $10, it gives every single person the exact same chance, whether you put in $10 or $10 million to win a trip to come here. And somebody just won, and it was a guy from Portland, Oregon, and um, University of College of Your Mom. Oh, my God, I love that. Right in the middle of a podcast, too. Yes. Shout out to Jordan Palmer. Shout out to Jordan Palmer. But um, so is a guy from, from Portland, Oregon that won it. He's bringing his wife and their little baby. And it just shows that he put in $10. Could be anyone. They won the trip last year. It was a girl from Manhattan Beach, your town. Oh. She brought her niece. $10. People were pissed. This girl didn't know how to surf. Oh, my God. How could she win this trip to Fiji? She doesn't even surf. Doesn't matter. Had a blast. Absolutely. So any of you guys can do this. Just go to amaze backslash Fiji dot com and uh, enter to win. Yeah. Or look for me because I may be doing a giveaway myself next year. So um, we're going to end this thing because I know we get a big night tonight. Big it's night. jungle night. Yeah, we're going to dress up, have fun. There's going to be pictures posted everywhere explain what jungle night is though jungle night is where you can dress up as anything in the jungle so you can be a monkey you can be a plant you can be whatever um camoed out doesn't matter have a blast have fun doing it but um so that's what we're doing tonight and uh then you're out of here tomorrow evening 
Tomorrow night, I got a show in I got a show in Vegas. Get on that helicopter, get to the airport. Show in Vegas. Now uh, you're going to do a song for us, but before we get to that, um, where can people find you at? You can check me out kellyjames.com, or I'm probably most active on Instagram. It's just Kelly James Music, um, K E L L E Y for for the Kelly. Nice. And if people want to buy records and stuff, they can get them yeah, right off your website. Yeah, iTunes, all that. Do people buy records anymore? If you buy records, hit us up. <laughs> we got CDs. I got beachfront property in Arizona. I can sell you too. I love it. I love it. I'll buy some. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for being on the show. And um, but before we end this, let's uh, let's hear another freaking sick jam from you. Has a song called California. Goes like this. California got me running back again. Yeah, California, it feels like my only friend. Well, California, huh, huh, always with me till the end. Yeah, California, you got me running back again. Got me running back again. I wanna go to Tahoe. Summertime, 4th of July, fireworks on a speedboat or on a big slope. Fresh powder, modest camp with bonds of boys and a little bit of Casamigos. And I know if you took me down south, I would stay surfing waves every day in San Diego. Then we go up to L.A. studio, then dinner with Bronnie and Zito at Madeo. They always try to take me away. But my heart and love will always stay. Yeah, in California. Got me running back again, yeah. California, it feels like my only friend. Well, California, ha, ha, I was with me to the end, yeah. In California, you got me running back again. Got me running back again. On a warm fall day, Santa Barbara's where you find me. I had to get an ivy after nice and ivy. I love the smell of Norcal and the southern pine trees. Humboldt County in the sky like I was a chimney. If it gets windy out in Pebble Beach, we sit by the fire, Spanish Bay, and try to teach our girls about whiskey. But they just go and reach for mixed drinks and nerd out on peed like my name was Streets. And they always try to take me away. But my heart and love will always stay. Yeah. In California, you got me running back again, yeah. In California, it feels like my only friend, well. California, ha ha, always with me to the end, yeah. In California, you got me running back again, got me running back again. California knows how to party, California. No side of party In the city City of Compton In the city City of Watts But we know Kona No side of party We know Kona No side of party When you hang with Doza You know how to party yeah. Oh, you hang with Doza now that's a party, Tupac said Out on bail, fish out of jail, California dreaming Soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing Hootie screaming Feeding for money and alcohol, the life of a west side player When cowards die, it's all ball Only in Cali where we ride, not ready to live and die In LA we wear chucks, not baddies, that's right Dressing locs and khaki suits, ride is what we do Flossing but that cost when we collide with the other cool singers Cause we program worldwide, let them recognize some long piece of Rosecrans Bumping and grinding like a slow jam, it's west side I see you know the road more bowed and for no man Say what you say, uh, give me that bomb beat from Dre Let me serenade the streets of L.A. From Oakland to Sacktown, Bay Area and back down Caddy is where they put their mat down And they always try to take me away But my heart and love will always stay Yeah, in California Got me running back again California Feels like my only friend, well, California, huh, huh, I was with me till the end. California, 
got me running back again. Got me running back again. All right. We just had Mrs. Lisa Dorian and her daughter, Charlie, walk in. We're looking at cloud break in the background on the island of Tabarua. And I was unfair to uh, your husband, Mr. Shane Dorian, last night on the freestyle. Didn't mean to call that one out. I think the line was something like, we were talking about Jackson, it was like, um, yeah, Jackson, yeah, you go nonstop. Your dad catches one big wave, takes the rest of the year off. Something like that, I forget what it was. Not fair. All right, Charlie, I need your help. I need you to give me a word, any word in the whole world. Candy? Well done. I like that. Charlie, how old are you? Six? Charlie's six years old. Charlie, where do you live? Hawaii. What island? The Big Island. Oh, wow. All right. I love the Big Island. This is dedicated to all the Hawaiians out there. This one's called Candy. Charlie, I need one more word besides candy. Candy was perfect. What is it? Pancakes? Is that what she said? Well done, I like that. What, what is it? Candy cane? Okay. Candy cane, I like that. We'll do pancakes, candy cane, and candy, all right? Is that cool, Charlie? All right, check it out, you ready? Uh. Charlie's from the big island. You say candy, you got Charlie smiling. Halloween like every single day. She's like, I just want a candy cane. Like Elf on my pancakes. Pouring chocolate syrup, yeah, whatever it takes. Sugar high, yeah, you know it's all good. But one thing we know, Charlie, is understood. You gotta brush your teeth, yeah, you gotta do it well. You can't eat candy every day, your mommy tells you that you gotta have a little bit of vegetables. It's all right, though, yeah, you know you get, get you full. But then you can have a little bit of dessert, see? And then you can have all the candy that you need And anything you want, yeah, well, you know If you want any candy, just ask Doze Bad influence on every single level Dozer is on another freaking level If you need anything bad in this life Just go ask Doze, right? Candy for days, he will give you what you want Ice cream at the store over there, uh-huh Whatever you want, Dozer will pay Bad influence, Mr. Dave Barnett, yeah, you know that it's true Yes, Charlie, I am talking about you To me, well, you see, I like candy Cause sugar highs are so fun, yeah, we'll be Halloween trick-or-treating, yeah, with you Walking around the island, you want one, I'll give you two I'll give you a whole bag if that's what you want Cause you're so cute, yeah, you know, like your mom Good looks running the family, yes, we know This is what I'm talking about, Dorian Clan So good to people, yeah, y'all so real And this is what I'm talking about, hope you feel The vibes from California to the 808. This is a vibe for Hawaii. Yeah, I'm feeling great. Love the big island Maui, Oahu too. Kawhi, don't forget. I won't forget about you. And everybody knows it's all about good vibes. Those knows every day, every night. Tabarua vibe, cloud break in the back. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, rewind it back. Freestyle flow. Thanks for listening though. Everybody knows. Those knows. California. You got me running back again. Tabarua. You feel like my only friend, Tavarua. I wanna be here till the end, Tavarua. Got me running back again. Got me running back again. You got me running back again. Thanks, Kelly James, for being on the podcast. Can't wait to have you back. Thank you, Lisa Dorian. Thank you, Charlie Dorian. We look forward to seeing you two again. And until next time, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Oh, who we hope. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And don't forget, you can check me out on Instagram at Dozer Dave, on Facebook at Dozer Dave Barnett, and on Twitter at Dozer Dave Knows. Also on my website, dozenose.com and that way you can see all the guests in depth what they're about links to their websites and all kinds of killer uh videos and photos and stuff so um 
I want to give a big shout out to my sponsors. If you guys ever plan on coming to the Big Island, you know that's my backyard. So make sure you guys go hit Kona Boys. They've been serving up gear for Island Life in Aloha since 1996. They're the one-stop shop for ocean fun. They operate a legit selection of local style activities, including historical va'a rides, which is the outrigger canoe, paddleboard tours, and lessons. And uh, they're one of the only companies permitted to do kayak tours in Kalakikua Bay. That's what Captain Cook discovered and then also perished <laughs> in Hawaii. If you need rentals for boards, bikes, boogies, and other beach goodies, Kona Boys is your spot. Go see Frank and Brock. They've got two locations, one down in the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel and one down in Captain Cook. Um, just tell them you heard it on Doe's Nose, whether you're in the shop or on their website at konaboys.com, and you can get 15% off with promo code Doe's Nose. So go check them out. Uh, Maverick Sport Fishing in Kona. It's the best, best fishing in the world is right here in Kona, and you guys can jump on this 40-foot beautiful boat that's air-conditioned with all the top gear. They specialize in half-day charters, three-quarter-day charters, full-day charters, and overnight charters. You can find them online at mavericksportfishingkona.com or call Captain Trevor Child at 808-896-7985 and tell him you heard it on Doe's Nose. He'll hook you up, literally. <laughs> hook you up. Yeah, that's funny. But anyway, uh, Original Nutritionals. They're not your regular meathead supplement brand. It's just pure, basic, and essential food and supplements to support what they call a clean athlete lifestyle. My buddy Logan founded the company with a food-first approach, working with average men and women like you and I to the best action sports stars and team sport athletes in the world. These guys know how to do it right. Head over to OriginalNutritionals.com. Grab what you need for listening. All you got to do is once again enter promo code DOZENOSE at checkout and get 15% off. That's 15% off with DOZENOSE at checkout. Kona Coffee and Tea. That's where I get my morning crack on every single morning. They have the best coffee on the planet. They grow up on the, on the slopes of Hualalai. Bring it down for us every day, freshly roasted so that you can enjoy it as good as I do. Um, check them out at KonaCoffeeAndTea.com. You guys live anywhere else other than Kona, you can order it right through the website. And um, it's the best coffee ever. They'll hook you up. It's really killer. GoPro. GoPro has been transforming the way people visually capture and share their lives. What began as an idea to help athletes self-document themselves engaged in their sport GoPro has become a standard for how people capture themselves engaged in their interests, whatever they may be. From extreme to mainstream, professional to consumer, GoPro enables the world to capture and share its passion in the form of immersive and engaging content. They have all kinds of cool new goodies out. They just came out with the GoPro 5, which is badass. It's voice activated and will do anything that you guys can ever dream about. They've got the new drone coming out. I'm excited. I can't wait to play with it. Um, for more information, go to GoPro.com or connect with them on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, or LinkedIn. How about Hurley? I'm really, really impressed with Hurley right now because they have all the top stars on the planet wearing their phantom board shorts. And speaking of top stars... We have uh, Chris Amore, who just won the contest in Portugal. Yes, she's Team Hurley. And now we have John John Florence, who, by the time this thing airs, um, might possibly be the next world champion. And, of course, he is a Hurley team rider. So go check him out. Get your phantom board shorts or get any of their other cool gear um, at Hurley.com. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And until next week, uh, we hope.